Hello and welcome to the MN Hockey Life Podcast, podcast highlighting and promoting the top prospects in the state. A lot to get to today, including some breaking wild news. Dave, we weren't too wise of when to uh, record today before the NHL trade deadline, but I think the wild may be done by acquiring Marc-Andre Fleury. Yep. We have... Obviously, the wild to talk to and the moves they've made. Um, nine Minnesotans are starting the National Training Development Program today. Uh, another tourney weekend, Bantams, Peewees. It's all complete now. Frozen Four, that's coming up. Exciting. Um, and, you know, we haven't, we haven't chatted um, since the end of the tourney. There's not a lot to be covered. <laughs> we had a lot going on. You taking a lot of pictures, me a lot of traveling, hitting up some hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any takes that you want from the either from Mister Hockey or from the tournament overall? What you felt before we get uh, get going? Uh, I guess my big take. I'm really happy that uh, Max Strand won Mister Hockey. You know, sort of didn't meet all the typical criteria with you know draft status and you know as of this point, doesn't have the D1 offer. But to be honest, I think he epitomizes what it means to be, you know, a Minnesota hockey player. So I'm glad he got it. Yeah, I was really glad to see that as well. And he's been he's been red hot even after the season now. He's doing all these promos. He's Mr. Hockey. He's, you know, going to the banquets, um, parties in his hometown. But he's still playing hockey in the NHL for the Norsemen. And he has a seven-game point streak, putting up eight points. So he's scored in every game he's played. So he's really continuing that uh, that path. And I think he should get drafted. Um, I think it's the pad, out of the past ten. I think nine out of the ten Mister Hockeys have gotten drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that was a refreshing thing uh, to see from the tourney. Another another thing that I, I mean, Alex bumped that was absolutely awesome performance. Um, but another thing, Ty Hansen is probably the biggest takeaway watching him play in the tournament. Just absolutely fabulous. He's, you know, the defensive pair with Bo Janzig and they weren't allowing anything. Mm-hmm. War road, war road could not penetrate those two. Um, he's draft eligible. I believe next year, Ty Hansen, wherever he goes, he'll be a, he'll be a steal. Mm-hmm. He's that good. It, and the one knock he has is his height. But his skating, we've talked about his shot before. And just his overall ability, his smarts. He's such a quarterback out there. He's a he's a leader. Um, great communication all the time on the ice. Biggest takeaway, best player I saw um, during the tournament, in my opinion. Hmm. I think he helped Herman Town the most. Yep. Um, so, yeah, great. Uh, that was a great game to watch. Um, obviously the championship game was great during one of the war road games. I got to sit behind Jason Shagabee's ma. And that was exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, she took up about four seats to roam around. She had her sign, uh, very animated in a polite way. Um, and it's just, it, it's the tourney, right? And that's those little things that make the tourney, the tourney It's just so much, so much fun. Um, and I think along those lines, I think you really saw, with uh, Shagabe that he's sort of the engine that allowed uh, Damon Gardner to 
put up some incredible stats this season? Yes. And that's, you know, one player, you know, helping and making another player look great. You know, Damon Gardner still has the skill to put the puck in the net, but, you know, it's probably not as hard as you might think if you have Shagabe, you know, you're, setting the table for you. You're 100% correct. He's such a playmaker. The puck's glue on his stick, um, great creativity. And then he finds his teammates with precision. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just absolutely fabulous player. Um, which kind of, I mean, Shagabe, he was on the list, I believe, last year for national team development program, did not make it. Mm-hmm. So him, he's a great example of if for these nine kids going, if you don't make it, that's fine. You still have, you're still a tremendous hockey player. Ty Hansen, the year before. No, that was last year as well. Ty Hansen didn't make it last year. Mm-hmm. He was out there. A um, couple years back, Jack Peart didn't make it. Mr. Hockey, no big deal. Uh, of that camp, like I said, nine Minnesotans, and this is the 2006 date of birth, were invited to the camp, which on here says started yesterday, according to the – but I don't know if that's just like an introduction. Um, there was a Minnesota player – playing in a championship game yesterday. Uh, that is Sam Larilla. I'm not messing that up, am I? No clue. If I, <laughs> if I was um, a betting man, I'd say yes, though. Um, and he's been one of our favorites to watch. Just a tremendous player. Moorhead Bantam AA wins it yesterday. They beat Eden Prairie. The Pee Wee AA wins it yesterday. Good things for Moorhead. Um some of the other names, or the eight other Minnesotans, are Logan Hensler, Adam Kleber, Brendan McMorrow, Ben Miller, Max Plant, Will Scahan, John Whipple, Brody Zemer. Um, five defensemen on this list of the nine. They're going to take eight defensemen. It's going to be hard for, you know, five of them to be Minnesotans. Uh, I'd expect probably, like usual, four or five Minnesotans make the team. Mm-hmm. Um, an interesting thing is of the Minnesota players playing in Minnesota, there's also additional Shattuck team members, um, and six total that played for the tier one national champs U14 team last year. Mm-hmm. And that's a team we watched a ton of last year because the COVID is one spot we could get in and tremendous. And I'd have to say of the six that played on it, I don't see how any of them don't make the don't make the team. Skahan, I think, is a uh, uh, pen pen a man. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Eiserman, obvious. Uh, Aiden Park, one of our favorites. Brody Zemer, Drake Murray, John Whipple, all just tremendous players mm-hmm. with street cred. Yep. Um, I think another yeah. question you have to think about is. It's one thing to go to the camp, but it's another thing if you are offered to accept the offer. What are your goals? What are your, you know, factors in your decision? I I wonder I wonder how many players um decline. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really have a number. It just seems like recently everybody's accepted. And of course, you look at the roster sheets that are spread out at games and um on Twitter and you look at every single one of the players, and they have the D1, which is a major goal for um, 
most of these kids, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, exposure at the national level, too. You're in the system. But, like we just talked about with Jack Peart winning Mr. Hockey, um, Ty Hansen already has a uh, state championship under his belt. I mean, it, there's, there's advantages either way, and you get to pl- play at home if you go that route. Mm-hmm. And it's even becoming more with the before and after playing in the USHL that it's you get your USHL, you can get your high school time and what have you, or mm-hmm. if you choose to do elite league too. Um, so yeah, uh, it should be exciting. Um, Logan Hensler, a lot of people have him also as a, as kind of somebody that might be penned in. And of course him and Skahan have been the talk. Um, McMorrow and Larilla, uh, I'd have to say there and Miller are probably three that would have to battle the hardest to get it. Mm-hmm. But it should be exciting. Uh, the camp wraps up this week. They do like kind of a bunch of scrimmages, and, and then they'll announce it, I think, sometime next month, whether they got the invites or not. Um, yeah, of the of the tourney week, and uh, we already talked about Moorhead, just such a deep team. The Moorhead Bantam AA, was, that was kind of the deal, what everybody thought was going to happen. They were going to win it. Uh, they were number one most of the season. West St. Paul kind of beat them late in the year, and West St. Paul had victories over Shattuck that week and Woodbury, I believe, and people thought maybe West St. Paul could step in, but Moorhead just appeared to be too much for the, for the whole field. I think the advantage Moorhead had over, let's say, West St. Paul is probably a more balanced team. Read the high-end guys up front and at the back end. Yeah where West St. Paul seemed more of a defensive juggernaut, physical team, but maybe just half-step off slash maybe not the elite finisher up on offense. You know, they're not bad hockey players by any means, but, you know, just the difference maker up front where they could steal a game, take a game, or you could rely on them for, you know, a goal or two. Yeah. And like you said, Moorhead's deep. Brooks Cullen, Mason uh, Kraft, Tyler Bergeson, and then on the on the back end too, um, with Garrett Lindbergh, one of my favorite 07 players. As is Bergeson, he's at 07 too, and he's just love his love his play. Uh, we talked about Larilla, obviously he he showed throughout the year how good he is, and we've seen even the the USA Jackets watching watching Moorhead multiple times this year. Um, they even have a 2008 on that roster, Zach Zimmerman, that played. Uh, on the third line, tremendous player, and, and that's where that depth comes in, and high-end players. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- they they ran ran through Osseo Maple Grove, Stillwater, and then beat Eden Prairie in the championship. Mm-hmm. So very impressive. Stillwater had a nice run. They're very, very good up the middle. Um, they beat West St. Paul on a, on a Vanek goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that matchup, um, for Moorhead versus Stillwater, they – Took a picture. I think Youth Hockey Hub did, and they put the the two coaches, Vanek and Cullen, up there, and that was kind of a cool cool thing to do if you yep. two former Wild players. Uh, Eden Prairie beat White Bear Lake, and Bemidji Andover was kind of the shocker of the whole tournament. People were kind of thinking Andover would roll over them, but Tate Metcalf, forty out of forty saves, of forty one shots, 
absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moorhead, like we said, has a 2008s and 2007s in their lineup, and their Pee Wee AA team is lights out. They obviously won, and I think it was like a 5-1 to one victory in that one. Um, here, we'll, we'll do a tribute for Moorhead right here. I got it off YouTube. It's not the best. I think this is their fight song still. It's Wisconsin's fight song. It's like, I don't know, maybe a, a fifth of the high school's fight songs. Onward, Moorhead. But they're going to be tough. They, and, and there's no end in sight for the for the future. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, they're doing it right, as is Andover, who is doing it right. Yep. Bemidji was well represented, and that's awesome because that's a everybody wants to see Bemidji do well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should be fun. It should be a fun. Uh, any last takes you want on the Bantam AA season? Uh I think it's just the minor quibble that, well, for me at least, it would have been a heck of a drive. Oh, so yeah. So the temptation was still there to make it, but I uh, just couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah. It, it was a bummer not going and driving all the way up there. Um, and it looked like it did hurt attendance. It's cool. That, I mean, it, it did. It's up there, but not, yeah, it was a little bit frustrating, but mm-hmm. um, Frozen, Frozen 4. Any predictions? Uh, Gophers will not win. That's the only one. That's the only one. Okay. I uh, I kind of liked the way the, the brackets kind of uh, fell where there's a Minnesota team in each uh, each region. So there's always the possibility, right? Last year it was close. Mm-hmm. And then our, our utter disappointment when – None of our three of our four teams won. Bemidji and St. Thomas were the only teams not to make the field in Minnesota out of the six. Um, but the future's looking, as you know, we're, I St. Thomas is my school. That's the, that's where I'm. That's what I'm going down with. Three wins this year. Can't you pretty it, much say that about any school in Minnesota? <laughs> I almost took an online class in Bemidji. Went to the U. Yep, mm-hmm. got a got a couple schools in, but three wins this year, and I'll say they're gonna triple it. I th- they're gonna be double. They're gonna win ten games next year. Wow! I think uh, the way they played at the end of the year, St. Thomas, Luke Manning was on fire. I Trevor Zins is a great player. The D kind of came around. Granted, they don't have a a goalie right now. Uh, just who's coming in, but so there might be a little bit of stumbling blocks with a freshman goalie, or who knows if they hit the portal for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lucas Wallen, nine points in his last three games for Lincoln of the USHL. He's been on fire all year. Ryan O'Neill, uh, seven-game point streak, 14 points in those games for the St. Cloud Norseman. Who's on his line now? Max Strand. Max Strand, yep. Um so that's a fun fun team to watch. Uh, Jake Brassini, eight-game point streak for Muskegon, uh, 12 points, six goals, six assists. So that's just three of the guys they have coming in next year to kind of help up front. Um, they all have experience now, especially some of the D3 guys that, or the guys that haven't played D1 in a while, like Zins, who, you know, these were his first 
after sitting for two years. Um, Kimball Johnson and players like that that got a lot of experience. So now your depth's going to be better. There's going to be, oh, I'm excited. Uh-huh. I think there's going to be a lot to, lot to like. Um, so the, the wild. Mark Andre Fleury, you like it? I'm more lukewarm on it. I understand the need to make that move just because their goaltending has been off lately. And then with Talbot and Kakinen, both good goaltenders, but maybe not the goaltender that can win you a series. Yeah, it's um, the saves percentage, just the the obvious stat isn't there for either of them. Um, it's been disappointing. I don't. Re- I didn't really blame a lot of it on them. I thought there was some soft defensive play as well. I don't like just to be the f- first one to blame the goalie. Um, but Mark Andre Fleury, it's exciting in a couple ways. He's a future Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Um, he won the Vesna Trophy last year. Uh-huh. He was. We watched that last year and how difficult he was to play with against a good team, or when he was playing with a good team. Uh-huh. Um, right now, for considering his limited limited assets, and you know. Will, the un- way I understand it, it will be a better draft pick with the further wild goal, which I, I would be happy with. Yep. Um, and we just got the second round pick from McBain from the Coyotes, but it's actually Vancouver's pick. So it's a mid, mid second. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of helps our draft picks there. I still have some questions about that move. So, but I think it's more on McBain than on the wild. I know because he could have, become a free agent so sort of he had the leverage against the wild but i guess my thinking wild needs centers you're a center opportunity is going to be there why would you want to go to maybe you didn't want to but you ended up going to arizona playing in a college rink yeah fine you might play earlier but at what cost yeah yeah, I don't know if that's the way he wanted it. I I don't know who's who's advising him. What what's his? So I, you know, I I don't have the you know insider knowledge or anything. But to me, it just strikes me as a odd move that the Wild probably wouldn't have made. But McBain had the leverage, so yeah, had to do what you had to do. You got something out of it. Yep. And they've made some minor moves by getting Jacob Middleton from the Sharks. A lot of minor league games for him. Um, yeah, and a couple other depth, move, depth moves that, uh, who, who knows? I mean, could be exciting. I, I, I'm going to have $5 if you can pronounce the goon's name that they just picked up. Delorier. Wow, okay. <laughs> Jeez. That was some show prep there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no problem. Here all week. Um, I don't know. It, it'll be fun. I'm a, I'm just excited to see Flurry in a wild sweater. It, um, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked a lot about the wild this year. It's and it's been kind of just from the outside watching fans and media's reaction and um, just from you know. 
planning the parade route to the whole city is uh well, I think everyone down is, the tubes. <laughs> everyone is drinking the Kool-Aid and then the you know, they hit sort of a spiral rough patch. Which happens every year, but it just happened about what, a month later this year. It's usually that late December. But it hit a little bit later this year and hopefully this will be what gets it out of it, you know. Right. And then, you know, it's disheartening when Oh, they're one of the best teams in hockey, too. Ooh, I hope they make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, I still think the NHL needs to get rid of that third-point business. Mm. Or do regulation. It's, that, that's beaten to death, all right? Yep. But it, it should be fun. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury, where, what is it? Um, I had it up here. Is it? 80 career playoff wins. He's just in a different league when it comes to that. And as we were talking off air, another one of Billy G's guys. So yep. he's obviously got him a ring. So no, well, you go with what you know and what you trust. So yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, yep. Be watching this week for the nine Minnesotans um, in the camp. National Team Development Program. Um, like we said, Moorhead, Peewee AA, and Bantam AA. I know I could reference a lot of different teams, not just AA, but I, I focus the most on AA's A-teams just for prospect-wise. Mm-hmm. But a lot of other success other places. Um, the Frozen Four, that starts on Friday. And Minnesota, get back to, past the first round. Don't know. I can't wait until they're in the frozen four in a couple of weeks and you're drinking the Kool-Aid as well. Um yeah, it should it should be a it should be a fun time. Uh other than that, Rob's any any final? Uh just we'll still be here, still busy. Uh there's no real off season anymore, so we're starting to roll into sort of the specialty camps, summer camps. Yes. So we'll still have stuff to talk about. Yeah, in fact I was um I was saw that map had there. I've already started their practices mm-hmm. and they're, they're getting things rolling, uh, up at St. Thomas. And I was thinking about rolling up there to see if I can just watch a little, little, little stick mm-hmm. get, uh, yeah, there is, you know, that's kind of the thing with football. They, they NFL anyways, where they just kind of drag out everything and there's really no off season for football after free agency draft, uh, combine, all that stuff. Um, but even for, for hockey, especially for these kids, a lot of times it's, it's one thing just on the next, the next day, whether it's juniors losing one night and going to play in a, in a different city for a different team with different line mates the next. Yep. Um, and then all these camps, like you talked about high performance and everything else coming up, which really lays the framework for if you make these teams for the future where scouts are getting noticed, high performance is huge. Mm-hmm. Those lists that high performance put out and their teams they're making, those are reference points for four scouts that uh, are starting to see some of these younger guys for the first time. Yep. Along those lines, too, my one minor photographer, Pet Peeve, with all these specialty camps and stuff, put some numbers either on the shoulders or the chest of jerseys. Chest. USA Hockey does it. They put them on the chest. It's nice and easy. Yep. Yeah, trying to even, even trying to photo, find a photo to tweet. And you're trying to, I've literally tried to match gloves. 
on yep. some of them. It's like, oh, well, that looks like a Minnetonka helmet. Uh, usually there might be a different shell on the breezers. Um, yeah, I'm photo matching just to try to get a tweet out for about a half hour. Yep. And I've tweeted wrong too many times where it's been dirty messages. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, just a nice, do, do the Chaska Chanhazen um, number on the front of the breezers. I think they have a number on the corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Number on their, their shoulders, number on the back. They put numbers on the helmets. But. Yeah, and it helps out. I assume these camps are making some money, so it wouldn't it's be that hard to do. Just a little bit extra, uh, just one more press. Yep. One more little press. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, no, good good take, because I always think the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, yeah. Be watching plenty of hockey. Hopefully, um, Golfs can pull it off. Hope this is a change in the right direction for the wild congratulations to moorhead and all the winners of the state tourneys and we'll be talking to you next week